What's up? Katlao Charlie here, and this is a theater maker in Mzanzi. This is my podcast where I'm going to be sitting down with all the coolest theater makers in the game today. I want to talk to them about their process, their politics, and their audiences, amongst a bunch of other things. I also want to talk to you about this thing that we call art that we love so much. Anyway, without uh, much uh, further ado, let's do this. So, on the back of last week's episode, a couple of people expressed the desire to hear more from X. And I thought, all right, cool. So, why don't I take a couple of questions, like we'd agreed, and present them to X and get them to speak back to some of these things that you had questions about. And I think these questions are worth um, continuing with uh, while we keep the momentum of the conversation instead of calling him back uh, another time in the future. Let's rather talk to him now, you know, get all of this out of the way and yeah, so that you can engage him uh, at a deeper, deeper level. And I think that's what some of these questions really do. Um, some of them are tough. Yeah, <laughs> There was some really good critique for us um, for the first episode and as a result of that, I've decided to make this a weekly podcast instead of a monthly podcast. And I'm just going to engage people for longer, keep the conversation with that person going for longer so that we can really get the best out of out of uh, the moment of interaction with them. So, yeah, a lot a lot has been going on in in the country. Right. You know, we've got the I'm for the arts movement or group on Facebook that is um, taking the Department of Arts and Culture to task, Department of Sports and Arts and Culture to task. And people are expressing their views. People are talking about stories of hurt that have been there for the longest time. And it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how the momentum that is being garnered on Facebook translates in real life. Already, there's been a meeting with a department representative with the DG um, and well, there have been promises made as promises have been made in the past. And already it seems that some of those promises have not been kept to. Um, there's something about something happening at the state theater with corruption lasting for the last five years with millions having been looted from the public coffers. It's an intense time and I think it's a good time for us to be having conversations about these things. So in light of recent developments, in light of conversations that we've been having, let's continue with our conversation with Nkolisi Masilela. Yo, X. So... Last week, we spoke about the Tembisa Theatre Week, and it was happening, and now it has happened. Let's pick it up from there. Uh, how did the festival go? And, and give me a highlight and a low light of the festival for you as an organizer. Sure, Chan. Um, the Tembisa Theatre Week went very well. So the highlight of the festival was that um, we had a lot of people attending the festival compared to any other festival that we've had in the past. So the highlight of this festival was when we had people who were more than the auditorium. So that was the biggest highlight of the festival. And I think four or five performances we had that um, problem of having more audiences um, than the actual auditorium. So that was the great success of the festival. No, that's awesome. And the cool thing is that that breaks any perceptions that anyone might have that doing this you won't have an audience. So your audience is getting bigger as you keep doing this thing more consistently. That's great. So talk to me about a low light. Um, the low light of the festival was um, one production had 
serious problems. So in that production, the actors decided to change the script, how the writer and the director um, have decided on what they're going to put up on stage. So when actors got on stage, they decided to do um, as they please. They're young actors, inspiring actors. So when they got on stage, they saw the audience and they decided to to perform a different production. And that did not end well. So that was the only low light that we faced as a festival. So yeah, I think that was the the most bad thing that happened during the festival. <laughs> Jeez. Yo, I can only imagine what that experience must have been like for the people who were there watching. Oh, I'm sure that the director and the writer just wanted to hide in that moment. And you can't really do anything because once the show's begun, the show's begun. But I, I think from strength to strength for Tembisa Theatre Week, that's that's awesome. So maybe let's zoom in on the success of the festival. Talk to me about one show that stood out for you. Uh, what was a show that you feel like really has potential to grow from strength to strength as a result of having premiered at the Tembisa Theatre Week? In this particular festival, it is very difficult to choose and one show that stood out. But because you're asking that I should choose one that stood out, um, I'll choose Marunga. But I'd mention a few. But we can we can have a chat about Marunga. So Marunga stood out. So it was written and directed by um, Masai Sipuru and performed by Raymond Nguyen. So what made it to, to stood out from the rest that's how it was written, one. So it was written in a very poetic way. And it was an amazing tale that everybody enjoyed listening to. And they made it easier for the audience. Um, people who are used to the theater and people who, who went to the theater for the first time, they could travel through and through with the performer and follow through the text of the play. And the visual, Masai is an amazing designer, a writer and a director, and a poet too. So the, the set also helped in telling the story, how we created a village with um, um, cups and old um, dishes and light and strings on stage, which was so amazing. And we even forgot that Raymond was alone on stage. We felt like there were other actors that were helping him. So it was an amazing show that stood out. And there was Upside Down also that had amazing moments with a seven seven piece band i think i'm not so sure but they had a band which was so amazing and beautiful music beautiful acting too and a very important story to tell so it was also magical and then tabang chauka's play it was also amazing i'm the melanin about this boy who grew up in a farm and who end up being also a somebody who works in the farm so yeah, those were few that I can think of from top of my head. But about 10, if not 11 shows were amazing in this um, third edition of the Tembisa Theatre Week. And that's why festivals like this one are so important. I mean, if you didn't, if you didn't come together and put whatever resources you have, including your own talents and skills to organize people and bring them together, we wouldn't be having this conversation. We wouldn't know about Masai's talents, not only as a, 
poet, but also as a theater maker. We we have we wouldn't have seen Raymond taking on solo performance in the way that he he did, and we can only hope that they they'll be doing this uh, this this production a lot more. Each and every one that you that you actually spoke about, upside down as well, and and melanin and all the other shows. I mean, like you say, there is something. To, to take away from from each of them and that's what happens when you give a life or when you give a space to people to express and discover and explore with concepts that they've been sitting with for for a while so a question that came up um from one of the listeners last week i haven't got permission to say their name out loud but next time let me know if you if you give me your permission to you know let the people know who you are because i'd love to do that i'd love for people to know the community right how would you describe tembisa you know so beyond the question of you know what are the pros and cons of having a theater in tembisa how would you actually describe tembisa tembisa is home for me tembisa um it's home that's how i can describe tembisa and those who don't know what tembisa is tembisa is a beautiful township that it's in the eastern end it's 15 minutes drive from the Ortamba international airport it's a beautiful township that has two hospitals, private and public, schools, hostels, and there's only one theater in Tembisa. There's um, the theater that is independently owned, the TX Theater, and there's an art center, and there are different community theater groups, dance groups. So it's a township that has different things and different talents and different hope and different premises. So yeah, for me, Tembisa is home. Folks, go to Tembisa. Go see the people. Go watch the theater. Amazing things are happening. All right, so another thread from last week that came up as a question um, on the question of learning, uh, theater makers learning. This is interesting. We've been having conversation about this on Facebook and training and coaching and the importance of it or not in in the arts and people have different views about it and you know you can go check out my wall if you want to see what people are saying about that but in terms of learning uh, you said that theater makers you know need to keep learning um yes absolutely um China we always need to learn we always need to learn especially as independent theater makers producers creatives so we always need to learn um, so there's one thing, huge thing that I've I've learned over the years is that um, you are on your own. So all the time as a producer, if you're waiting for somebody to come and give you a helping hand, uh, chances are you might not get it when you need it. Yeah, people are always standing by to help you and depends how they want to help you, who want to help you. But what I've learned is, your dreams are your problems. If you do not push your dreams, no one's going to solve that problem for you. And over the years is what I've been struggling with most of the time. There are moments where you feel like certain people are entitled to help you. And those people are not entitled to help you. Your dreams are your problems. And how do you solve your problems? It's by doing everything you can and everything possible in your power to achieve your dreams. Um... And another thing that I've learned is that everybody, they're busy trying to achieve something. So you cannot make your problems other people's problems. So for me, that's one of the lessons that I've learned. And two is what we're doing is not new in China. Um, what we're doing 
It is not new. I don't think it's new. Somebody somewhere, somehow in the past have done it before. They might have succeeded. They might have failed. So the only thing that you need to do now is to learn what had made um, the previous practitioners or independent theater makers in the past to fail and relearn that and then implement a new way of achieving whatever that you want to achieve. So yeah, for me, learning is always important. Yeah, absolutely. I think we we can agree there. Maybe tell me about uh, a specific example of um, where you've you found these lessons that you've learned applicable um, in your own practice as a director or as a producer, as an independent theater maker. Um, one of the recent lessons that I've learned is um, it is possible to put up a show with like minimal costs, which I've done that. I've put up and chatted with minimal costs and it had made sort of good profits and what I'm going to do now with the profits is to put up the show at the pop art and put up the show at probably the South African State Theatre and also want to do it from Zambia and the National Arts Festival in Gramstown. So you can make money. It's entirely up to you how do you reuse the money to make more money. So yeah, those are the and that's the only like valuable lesson that I can think of from the top of my head now. The recent experience that I had with the Tembisa Theatre work. I'm glad that you mentioned money. It's very important. We try to shy away from that conversation. So give me a money lesson that you've learned um, in relation to being a theatre maker and how you make money work for you. What's your perspective uh, on money? And maybe we can actually have a broader conversation on this at a later date. But just for now, um, continuing on the thread of the lessons that we pick up as we continue to make independent theatre. Uh, what has your attitude to money been? What I used to do in the past before reinvesting money that was made by the show to redo the show and give the show life was if the show had made money, I would take the profits and use it for other things, personal things, except for reinvesting the money back into the show so it could make more profits or to give a production like a long life so i used to we used to split the money and use it for personal use but now the difference is i'm learning how to reinvest the money to production and make more profits and give a production like a long life like i say we'll pick this up and have a broader conversation around it because for many people, justifiably, it's about the bread and butter issues. Um, sustaining a theater work, it's a lot of money, right? And continuing it, it's money every time you actually want to do it. If we think about the, the works that are still I iconic today, they only reach that, and not all of them are funded works, they only reach that status um, because they didn't die after being shown in one space. And that's what happens to a lot of work. So uh, I'm glad to hear that you're taking your work to these different spaces. And we need to keep thinking a little bit more about how do we you know create a circuit of independent theater spaces and then create resources that allow these shows to move and have these works seen by a greater audience than the 200 300 people that you're going to reach in your first run so it's it's a it's a big conversation and we can definitely come back to this um before we get there though um we had a question from alex posted it on facebook so i'm guessing he's okay with being known um he asked what is your favorite play that you yourself have written and directed 
Hey, I'm trying to, to choose one play that it's my favorite that I've written is it's very really difficult. Um, I like all my plays. I mean, it's like plays are like your children, so you cannot say you love that one more than that one. But the one that has reflected me mainly its exhibition, and when I look at it still today, I I find it very difficult or magical to think about it how did I as a writer and as a director go to the space of thinking of such I mean, production you know and the only thing that can come into my head now it's a gift in China you see the things that we try to answer with with our normal state of mind but it is not so easy to answer such questions because having a gift is like having superpowers so for me now the play that it's my favorite all-time favorite not to say other plays are not favorite but what i've created from my head it's exhibition exhibition is still magical still still one of the plays that I, i i don't know how i got to a space of thinking like that and creating such work and when i watch it it reflects who i am what i was what i could be in the future so it has everything to do with me personally and artistically so exhibition has has been my all-time favorite and all my shows all my shows are my all-time favorite but yeah for the purpose of this question i would i'll choose exhibition <laughs> i'm sure alex would probably also choose choose that play um and so would many other people uh, an amazing work in its own right and one that i hope will definitely come back again yo x as always thank you so much man uh for coming back and answering the questions that we have if there's anything else i'll give you a shout otherwise keep doing what you're doing because the kids are watching keep learning keep making keep investing and just keep being the great individual and theater maker that you are thank you once again peace Great as always to talk to X and hear what he's up to in the world. We'll definitely have him back at a later date. All right, so tune in next week and you'll hear what we have in store for you. In the meantime, I'm going to be posting everything that is happening, everything that has to do with the podcast on my Facebook page, A Theatre Maker in Mzanzi. So check it out. And if you have any questions, any requests, if you want to know where you can download the podcast, just log into Facebook, check out the page, and you'll see all of the updates. Otherwise, you can get me on IG or find me on Twitter. That's it from A Theatre Maker in Mzanzi. Peace.